Hello? Hey, Ivan. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can see you now, too. Okay, good. All right, good. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Good. My brother should be here uh, joining us in just a couple minutes. All right. So um, we're here with Ivan Cook today. Tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know who you are. Yeah, so Ivan Chuk, uh, I do grip basically, gripper mainly for about two years. I certified on the number three this year and the three and a half. So, yeah, just mainly grip guy. Okay. And what got you started into grip? The Juji Mufu video with the Jed Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, you know, I feel like I have pretty strong grip. So I thought I would test it out. And so I bought a one and a half as my first gripper. And yeah, it all went <laughs> from there. Awesome. So uh, you're a student? Yeah. Okay. Um, and how old are you? 19. I just turned in July. Okay. Awesome. What are you studying in school? Engineering. Okay. I'm doing right a pathways on. program. So. What kind of engineering? Uh, I don't know yet, but I'm leaning towards electrical. Have fun with that. <laughs> I only say that because I'm a mechanical engineer and didn't like the whole electrical aspect of it. I'm like uh, the whole wiring cables and everything. That's that's fun. Yeah. So what are your upcoming uh, goals with grip? I know you just uh, credit card closed a 187. I saw that on your on your channel. Is that uh, yeah. your uh, biggest credit card close? And where are you going from here? Uh, no, actually, my biggest credit card close so far has been 189, three and a half. Okay. I got it from some guy in Germany. He hooked me up. I was looking for some uh, three and a half that would range from like an average three and a half to a week four. Mm -hmm. So I could kind of just progress that way. My goal for, for this year, I want to try to close a above 200 RGC rated gripper. Whether I will do it with a credit card or a regular wide set, I don't know. But hopefully by the end of this year, I can get it. That's awesome. Man, that's wild. So the big goal is obviously to, to be the first to close the four? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's probably, I think Carl Myersko is probably going to beat me on that one, but I'll, I'll try to be the youngest to close it. Yeah, for sure. So um, how big are your hands offhand? Uh, 8.4. Okay. Yeah, and I think the palm width is okay. like five inches, like with the webbing. So it's decent. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good size in the middle of the strong grip guys range, basically. Yeah. It's a real good size. There you go. Um, so um what motivates you to do this? What motivates you to compete and wanna be the biggest gripper closer out there? 
mainly just I just want to get stronger. The goals that I have in mind just to get stronger, just to achieve certain numbers, the achievements are almost just a, a perk that comes along with it, you know. Okay, so what's uh, what do you think has been the biggest achievement you've gotten so far? Sorry? What do you think has been the biggest achievement? You said the goal, you know, the achievements are a perk, but what do you think, what one tops the list for you that you've accomplished so far? That I have accomplished so far? Yeah. Probably, I don't know. I, I would just say the last gripper I've closed so far. Okay. So the 189, three and a half. I have a 195.4 that I'm like, one meter from getting. I, I haven't gotten a good fresh day in a, in a while because I've been traveling in the last month. So yeah, that kind of messes up your CNS quite a bit. So it was hard to get a good day. And uh, yeah, I've noticed you talk a lot about CNS with gripping. Um, do you think that's uh, a major factor in it? And do you try to train for specifically, you know, uh, firing up the CNS to make sure when you're ready to close a gripper that that's your primary uh, means of, of achieving highest levels of power you can? Yes, it, it's really important because if you don't have a good day, like a fresh day, you're not only not going to feel as good, it's really hard to train with that, you know, because anytime you have that one off day, if you try to train, I mean, you could either get injured or it means that you didn't recover enough, but it, it just doesn't work out well, you know. So do you adjust your workout if you're feeling that way or do you just not work out? How do you handle knowing when you're in that kind of state? How do you make yeah, that so adjustment for that? For grippers, mostly just go by feel, you know, just I try to schedule it to be once every five days, but sometimes it's just not, you know, sometimes it's just not that day. So I just don't want to force it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Just take it an easy day that day. Yeah. So where do you see yourself in, uh, like say five years on grippers? Uh, I would say definitely five years from now, I'd be certified on the four, the GHP nine, and okay. definitely the mass monster ladders get up to that nine, 10 level. For okay. Sure. How, uh, how are you doing? I've, I've noticed um, you don't do a lot of the mass monster setting. Uh, no, or at least I, I haven't seen very many videos of you doing like the parallel sets type of stuff. Yeah. I don't do that stuff. I, I, I tried, you know, <laughs> I tried to learn how to set. I just can't do it. The only sets I do is just wide where it's like just with a pinch and credit card sets. And I so really just, do TNS, but. So you're going to you know, do wide sets that. for the, the mash monster asserts. Yeah. I'm going to try to do credit card for each gripper. So that way no one can take that away. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, nobody, I don't think anybody else is doing that, at least not anywhere close to the higher levels. Yeah. That would be cool.
Um, so what to see the MM. So what's the MM eight? Do you know what it's rated or what it's close to rating at? Around 200. So around 200, 200 okay. to 205. Yeah. Okay. So that would obviously be the big one. And then the eight and the nine, obviously, because nobody's done the nine yet. Correct. I think Steven yes. Anderson's tried a yeah. few times. Yeah, Steven Anderson, he closed it. Yeah, he's pretty strong. Yeah, he's really close on that one. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely more focused on getting that set perfect. On the, he's got a lot of videos and a lot of good information on uh, getting a perfect set with uh, with that tight parallel mash monster, you know, set. How to put it in your hand and whatnot. For me, I only have seven and a half inch hands, so that's that's my range yeah. right there. This match monster stuff. It's a lot harder for me to do the credit card stuff for sure. I would say the most important is actually uh, a lot of people think that from your wrist to your finger is really uh -huh. important, but it's actually your ring finger and your pinky. Those are your two strongest fingers when you're doing grippers. Mm -hmm. And so naturally, the longer they are, the more leverage you get. But the problem is actually the pinkies. If you notice a lot of guys who have to set deep, it's because they need to get the pinky around the handle. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they would just start from higher or wider because if you have to set it deeper just to get it around, if you open it up and it starts loosening, it starts to straighten out and you're, you're going to lose a lot of leverage. So it's important. So all I got to do is figure out how to lengthen my pinky then. <laughs> Some, somehow yeah stretch it out yeah really. exactly no it makes a lot of sense you know people don't think about that um like with fat bar a lot of people think about you know the wrist to the the middle tip of the middle finger but really you know it's it's your middle finger to the tip of your thumb and how far you can reach that how far you can reach around the axle so yeah. you know that kind of stuff is important to think about with hand size i never really thought about the length of the pinky and what it does with regard to my set it's a uh, Good point. So um, what do you think in training grippers, um, other than obviously pinky length and how you get your finger around it, what do you think most guys, uh, you know, kind of miss or overlook when they're training their grippers and they, you know, don't develop as much power as they could? What are they missing? Or grippers or? Yeah, just in, in general for gripper strength, uh, what do you observe that, you know, a lot of guys overlook. I would say there's a good amount of people out there for grippers that just do too much volume. Okay. You know, because when I started out, I would do one and a half, two to two and a half. All I would try to do is close it almost all the time whenever I got the chance to. And that's like the greasing the groove. It, it works to an extent, but when you're trying to get up to the higher level grippers, you have to give yourself enough rest because the thing is, it's really taxing. We all know that taxing to try to close a gripper and have a session, you know, three or four times, it, it's a lot. So I would say, especially for most grip guys, if you're going to do grippers, try to have it one day or you choose a bit of a strut, but I would say just have one day dedicated to your grippers. And then the rest of the days, you can do your general strength training and you can also do 
you know, fat bar and, and pinch and stuff like that. Cause that's going to build up your hand strength quite a bit. Okay. So what's your program look like? Just closing whatever I want. <laughs> you know, I, I try to have some kind of a schedule, but it's hard. I mean, it's hard to stick with it, you know, especially with stuff like this, it just goes by feel, but I've been recently starting to put in fat bar and some pinching into my regular routine. So before I would just go to the gym, you know, what, once every three months and just try it out <laughs> and just be like, oh, I can do this, maybe I can't do that, you know. But that's not the right way to train, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed to work for you. <laughs> Yeah, well, it won't work. Uh, it won't work for that far, you know. Yeah. What have you noticed um, other than grippers that has been your work best uh, workout for your hands that transitions over to grippers? What have made your grip strength stronger for grippers that's not using a gripper? Like, would you say it's I fat bar say, or something completely different? Yeah, I mean, I would say either fat bar or pinch. That stuff really helps. I've noticed just the, I think, I think it's cause it's open hand. It just makes you, it just that isometric strength. It just makes you better at grippers in some way. I'm not sure how, but it just, I, I did see a carryover from it for sure. Yeah. Okay. Do you do a lot of vertical bar pulls or anything? No, I have tried a V bar once about three months ago for the first time i there's a guy in my area that i didn't even know he existed he has all these grip stuff um he has an inch dumbbell he has a rebar he has an actual bar like he has so much stuff well, that's cool even has the, the the york globs and the blobs you know uh -huh. there's a ton of stuff and so i tried it i stayed there for like six hours just trying everything it was funny but I did try the V-bar, and I think I got 242 on my first try. Okay, wow. How'd you do yeah. on the uh, the inch dumbbell? I cracked it to my, uh, like, to about my ankle. And oh, then nice. I, yeah, I dropped it, but I, I like, I actually, I actually like that, that dumbbell. It, it feels better, more natural than the, like, the rolling handles. Uh-huh. Rolling handles have so much spin to it. This one's spin, but at least it has some grip in the handles. You know, it's not slippery. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the rollers they make as slick as as slick as they possibly can, and it's it's just wild. Yeah. Make a contest. You put it. You just lather it in butter first to make it even better for them. There you go. <laughs> Grab that thing. It's and almost at that point with some of the slicker plastic <laughs> ones out there. It's just wild. Yeah, so that's cool. You got the inch dumbbell up, man, or at least a little bit off the ground. That's freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah, we have an inch dumbbell. We haven't cracked it off the ground yet, but we're working on it. We got a buddy that uh, he was able to get it up first time he tried. Um, he has a little uh, over yeah. 200 pound pull on the on the rolling handles, though. So, yeah, he's a big dude, big monster. Yeah, well, I tried the rolling, the second gen rolling thunder for mine and mm -hmm. mine, and I got 
210 on it. Okay. I didn't try to go for more because I was already fried from the attempt Indians, but it seems to me when you get up around the 200 mark, you can start to get, you can start to crack it. Yeah. Yeah. They say about 200 on the roller is good for the engine, about 100 pounds on the, on the wrist wrench. Yeah. What you need somewhere in that range. So, yeah. I mean, getting 210 on the roller after messing with the inch, that's pretty crazy. So what do you think is the biggest mistake you've made with grippers in your training? You made any mistakes that you look back at and go, man, I shouldn't have been doing that. Oh, that's a long list, but <laughs> <laughs> I would say definitely overdoing it. So <laughs> back in February, I had this phase where I wanted to get into bending. You know, it's like, I'm oh, going to yeah. be a nail bender now. And I was still trying to do grippers and I would, I had a blue nails, like 50 of them. I would try to close, not close. I would try to bend one, like either reverse or double overhand every single day. And that <laughs> I started getting so much pain in my palm, but it was so addicting at the same time. And then I was trying to do grippers all the time. And I was trying to do them three, four times, you know, a week. I was just trying to close at three. That was all I was trying to do. It was it was such a bad training perk. I'm I'm shocked that I'm standing here with with both hands, you know. Okay, so yeah, basically your secret is that you you did a bunch of crazy stuff when you were 17, 18, 19 years old and didn't blow up your hands. Yeah. That's awesome. So overdoing it is mainly uh you were saying overdoing it was a big uh big mistake yeah. you made. Any other ones you want to point out? I would say also caring too much about the days that I didn't do too well on them. Okay. You know, having like some kind of a breakdown, like, oh no, I didn't get it, you know. But it's 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 normal. We all have rough days and it's normal that you don't get it all the time. So you just have to accept that and then just tell yourself, well, you know, what did I do wrong? Is it just an off day? Was it was I setting it wrong? Was I did I do something extra before it? You know, you just evaluate it and you go on to the next week and you try to try to make up for it. So, yeah, I think part of that is just there's just such a big adrenaline dump, especially like uh, when going for a big gripper or a big bend, you know, you get so psyched up to get it. And if you don't get it, it's like, oh, all that energy that you yeah. built up is just just dumps and you're, you have to deal with that for a little while. And that's a. Uh, that's a different experience from a lot of uh, working out, you know. Ooh. It's like the same thing as, I guess, psyching up for a max lift. It's pretty, pretty similar to that. Yeah, it really, really tires you out. Because if you don't hit it and you're at the beginning of your gym session, you know, because normally when I go to the gym to do grippers, I would just do bench press before it. Because that, I feel like it just primed you the most but there's some times where i would just go do bench and i didn't feel that well and i was trying to hype myself up like come on this is the day you got to close this and then you just wouldn't get it and then like you said all that adrenaline just dumps out of you and it's like i don't want to work out anymore <laughs> so uh who are you paying attention to in grip well a lot of people because yeah. in the past year 
I found out so much about all the guys that compete, you know, the different kind of lifts. Because before I would just do grippers, and the only guy I was watching was Judd Johnson. I would just watch him a period of time because I was like, oh, this guy has some answers for, you know, a lot of the questions I've been asking. Yeah, absolutely. So You learn a lot from watching him. Yeah, he, he really he really helps out the grip community in general, you know, because he's so invested in it. But I would say so many guys, like Judd's one of them, uh, Carl Myersko, Adam Glass, uh, Tanner Merkel, you know. There's a lot of guys that have been on the scene and they set the bar pretty high for what you can accomplish. So, absolutely, yeah. Some of those guys are huge inspirations, man. Waiting for the sleepers to come out that are coming. Yeah, that's the fun thing about the uh, switch up the grip, the Florida series. That we we started to see some new guys come out recently. Yeah, especially with COVID, right? Yeah, I think it's interesting. Martin Lesis is going into grip. He got second. Yeah. Oh, he's in second place, I think, overall in the heavyweights for a super series, just underneath Carl, of course. So that's interesting that he's jumped in. Wow. Uh, there's a couple of Australian guys to watch out for that when they get in fully invested in the grip sport, they're going to be pretty huge. Yeah, there's some monsters out there, man. I mean, you got guys like Brian Shaw. You guys got like, was that guy from Russia, Kirill? The bench yeah. press guy. That guy has insane grip. Like, the stuff that I've seen him do. There's a guy from, also from Russia, David Shramey. He's really good in grip. Like, I think he's one of the only guys that cleaned and pressed an inch dumbbell. I'm waiting for Mark Felix to commit to grip yeah. and see what he can do. Yeah, which is insane because his hands aren't that uh, long. They're only, I think, 7.6, 7 7.7. 7. Who's that? He was able to do that with an inch dumbbell. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that is wild. Um, I think Eves's hands are pretty small too, and he lifted an, an inch dumbbell, and he's a like 140 some pound climber, and uh, his hands are only about seven inches. It's incredible. Yeah, shocking. Clean and press an inch with seven and a half inch hands. That's insane. The fact that the dumbbell's more than he is. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> How big is that, uh, Jamie? Uh, weight wise. Yeah. Two two thirty, two forty. Okay, so he's not that huge of a guy, man. That's incredible. One hundred ten kilo gloves. Yeah, Aside from him, I only know I know Jed done the clean, but I know Mike Burke as mm -hmm. another guy. He he did the he did clean and press with both hands. Yeah, and he almost got with with both hands. Uh. To clean it you got it to like shoulder shoulder height so yeah yeah um, mark henry is another one that's done it yes yes I'm mark henry <laughs> yeah i think he was one of the first ones to ever do it yeah well i mean other than thomas inch right so um 
other than like specific training, what are some lifestyle habits that you do that try that help with your performance? Uh, I have these okay. extensor bands. Yeah. I basically, I have to buy these every three months or something because they just rip off, but it's overuse. But I just have them in my pocket all the time. Okay. It's like a good fidget thing. But it, it also keeps everything uh, in the forearms, like the extensors, trains it, also keeps the balance here. So it's really helpful. And you're just doing those all the, like as a fidgety, you just do them all the time every day? Well, not all yeah. the time, but I mean, every day you're playing. Right, right. I would say probably, I'm not sure how many people do this, but it's pretty neglected, your extensors. Yeah. A lot of people don't train them. And that's going to lead to problems in the future, you know, because if you're doing grippers constantly, this is going to get really tight. So if you're able to keep this um, balanced out, you're going to do much better and you're going to get stronger off of it. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you wouldn't do, you know, bench press without doing rows or you wouldn't just train your biceps. Right, right. Kind of crazy, yeah wind up like an alligator you can shed it really hard but you can't open that exactly. these enormous biceps and no triceps at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good idea i train the extensioners but i don't do them like just as a fidget every day i should start doing them more often for sure i like our uh, extensioners better than the bands though yeah i mean you can use the bands or you could probably do those reverse wrist curls. I've seen guys do that. Have you seen the spherical oh. extensioners that come in a sphere shape and they have eight holes in them? And then the grab ball in the middle almost? I don't think so. Not grab them. Yeah, those things are absolutely fantastic. I'll step in there and grab them. I think they're the best. Uh, I think they're just so much better. They don't break as much and you get so many different angles with your extensioners with those plus you can squeeze the ball in the middle so it's kind of you know double work in one they're really cool yeah so any other uh lifestyle habits that you subscribe to just daily that keeps you healthy and fit no actually it's, it's mostly why i have these little gadgets with me is because i don't work um i don't do any manual labor or anything so my hands are pretty cold most of the time so uh, you have to get something to keep them busy, you know. Grip training during lectures. <laughs> hmm? You just in college, grip training during lectures. <laughs> yeah, so probably the, the most active thing to do with your hand is like right with a pencil, you know. <laughs> um. So what training methods or techniques have you stumbled upon that may be, you know, unconventional, weird, that has significantly helped your training? Huh? I would say a couple things like one thing I noticed recently was thumbless uh, monkey grip deadlifts. Okay. And the, the finger curls that you can do with the barbells, those help a lot, I think. Because I've noticed the really top guys in grip all seem to be really good at that lift. So I was like, must be some merit to it, you know? So. I tried it, been doing it for about a month recently. It helps a lot because it just 
you just feel stronger, you know? Yeah, we're using the tips tester to hopefully strengthen the fingertips a little bit for us. So I haven't tried that monkey grip deadlift, though. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, these are the uh, extensioners he was talking about. Ah, interesting. They have eight holes, so you can put your thumb in different positions, and they're shaped like Saturn, so you can you can crush and extend, so you can open up and then you can close. If your extensioners start to get tired from doing so many reps, you can let them you know, calm down a bit by doing a little bit of closing. Yeah, and those come in a few different strengths. They're pretty cool. They're uh, different, just a would different you, style you, of extensioners. Where'd you buy those? Uh, I got those off Amazon. They're called Serenalies. I'll send you a link for them. Oh, they sell them on Amazon. Interesting. Yeah, they sell them on Amazon. Serenalies, okay. Yeah, they come in three colors. So yeah, you green's get... the easiest, and then you have two that are a little bit harder. Yeah, the purple one feels like just a wad of rubber bands around your fingers. It's just tough as heck. But yeah, you get you get three different ones. This one you can tell by the just the way when I stretch it how more you know it's a lot tougher. So that one's pretty cool. I haven't got to the point of where I can really do anything with it. So there you go. Yeah. Really a lot of fun. Maybe maybe I'll try the purple one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> So uh, if you started your training all over again today, what would you do different? What would be the biggest change you'd make? If I could start it all over again, I would say stay consistent with it, you know, because when I first started, I did it for about four months. The way I did it was very on and off, you know. I'm sure a lot of people had this where where you start out in grippers, you get these these periods, like these weeks, two or three weeks where you just you you know, you're into it, you know, you catch the bug and then you're like, I'm just gonna watch grip videos, I'm just gonna do them every single day. And then you just stop and then you just you know, you don't see them for four weeks or or four to six weeks. But I would say instead of doing it that way, I should have just kept going, staying consistent with it. And especially since March of last year, that was the first time I closed my three. But then, you know, I, I was gonna try to certify, but COVID, you know, all that stuff happened. Mm -hmm. But I was just, I don't know, I just lost interest in it. I didn't stay consistent. And then I, I got back into the grippers in late November, early December, somewhere along there. So it's like, you know, that's like, what, seven months or something like that, yeah. that just went by. I could have just been training the whole time and would have been better off now, but depends. Also, sometimes you need those periods of rest. I think your body tells you when you need to, when you need to stop, when you're overdoing it. So especially with grippers and any, any grip related forearm stuff, I found that when you rest for about two to three weeks after the heavy uh, training, it gets stronger. So definitely I would, I would just take that approach all the time if I were to start over. That's good advice. Yeah, we uh, had a couple periods where we took like a, a two week break and we wound wow. up coming back a lot stronger. 
I noticed that as well. And that was after like maybe like four months of consistent grip training or whatever. And then we'll take a few weeks off and it seems to help. Your whole body just kind of resets and relaxes everything and you come back. Yes, fresh. Yes. Yeah, I think there's a sweet spot that if you figure out your body too, you can really set your workout routine according to when you're going to take your breaks or know about how long you could squeeze out like the next 12 weeks. I'm going to do this workout cycle because I know in about 12 weeks I'm going to be toast. And then you can really take two to three weeks off and then maybe do a different workout routine to target something else. I think you get yep. in certain cycles in between your rest cycles that will really significantly enhance your training. Totally. So what's your uh, typical gripper routine look like? Um, like warm-ups, how many reps? Do you do holds, coin holds, over crushes? How's your typical routine go? Oh, my routine has been, I, I take a number two. After after you get some warm-up, right? So like you have this Ironman egg thing. See, I usually warm up with that for like a minute or so. Then I have these. Then when I get to the grippers, I just start off with the two. You know, just get a few clocks in. Then from there, yes, I jump all the way over to the highest gripper I'm trying to close at the moment. And for that gripper, it typically four to six attempts during that session. Um, it's kind of inspired by Nathan Hall's program because he yeah. does similar amount, but the way that he does it, he does a lot more, but just, you know, in total and he does it more frequently, but I would say for most beginners or people who haven't had their tendons that develop, I mean, I, I don't see how you can get away with that. It's, it's just too much. So just once a week, when I get to the session, four to six attempts, and then that's it. I finish it. Oh, you don't go down after the, it's just warm up, go for the big one, and you don't work back down? No. Okay. Like a cool down? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll do it with a two, but I won't get like a three and then work down from there. Yeah. But. And the... The other thing is sometimes I'll have like three or four grippers. If I close the first one, I go to the next one. I don't try to close it again, but I go to the next one. If I close that, I go to the next one. And then, but the first one I do with the regular set, all the other three or four, I'll try to do with a credit card set. And it worked so far. I've, I, I assume one day it's going to stop, but because you can't just keep going up in one session. But yeah, it, that last gripper, if I close it, that'll be the first gripper of the next session that I'll try to close again with the regular set. Then I go up again in order. So, but to do that, you need grippers with RGCs that are somewhat close to each other, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. What does your uh, next day typically look like after a tough gripper workout? What are you doing for rehab? Only mainly just extensive work. I try to eat like fish, 
high protein diet just to recover from it. I know a lot of people take like supplements and stuff like that, but I don't do that stuff. So yeah, just, it, it gets tough cause you just, it hurts, you know? Yeah. And you just have to ride with the pain, but you know, as long as you give it enough time, it's gonna come back stronger. Do you do contrast baths at all or just mostly uh, extensionary work? Yeah, sometimes I'll do a contrast bath. I'm not sure if it helps that much with the recovery, but it, it feels better at least, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what tips would you have for somebody that's just getting into grip, like brand new, new person, just starting? Grip? Yeah. Just grip in general. Well, yeah, grip and grippers, but yeah. Yeah, I would say. I know you specialize typically in grippers. Right. I, and, and it's funny because even though I specialize in that stuff, I would tell for most people, don't focus most of your time on it. So I would say stuff like fat bar and pinch, that will help you more. But, you know, if you're trying to certify, that's a different story. But there's no real reason to do grippers as most you know, there's no reason to have it most of your training schedule when you're not aiming for any goal. So if you're just doing it to get stronger, then you can do it once, once a week or two times, you know. So I got to ask, I know you specialize in grippers, but do you uh, try other things that are exciting, like tr uh, crushing pop cans or exploding potatoes or anything like that because your grip's so I strong? I have tried the potato when I when I when I closed the three back when I could close the three only back back in January February when I heard about that myth I was like is it a myth or is it true you know I wanted to try it out and turns out you can actually do it so it's pretty funny but it man that that give you hands such a pump and you just get so you just get so tired from it. So I haven't done it in a while, but yeah, that there's some stuff that's fun to do just to showcase it, but. Have you done the walnut yet? I have actually, yeah. Okay. I've done it. Um, the first time I did it was back in March of this year. And I wanted to try it. One, one took me about 10 seconds the other one took me five minutes <laughs> so they have such a big variance in how hard they are so yeah i mean there was one reason i was in greece they had in the grocery store they had some walnuts and you know no one was looking but i just cracked one and ate it put it in the trash can you know <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's one of the feats that i'd like to like to get down is the walnut and have you crushed an apple uh, yeah. tried that one yet yeah yeah i tried also palm crushing it that one's surprisingly hard yeah i'd imagine that's really hard because you can dig yeah. your fingers into it and crush it a lot easier than you can if you wrap your fingers around it yeah it's just you know That'd much cool. harder with just the cupping not rip it, just like squeeze it, get some apple juice out of it by squeezing it hard enough. Not digging <laughs> your thumbs and tearing it in half because anybody could really do that once they figure out the technique. Yeah. 
So other than uh, grippers and extensioners, what uh, do you train on most often? Pull-up bar, actually. Yeah. I have, I bought a pull-up station back when COVID first hit. Cause I was like, I don't know how long the gyms are going to be closed for. So let's get something. So I don't have to do it on a tree branch or, you <laughs> know, a playground in the freezing cold. So when that came, I also got a pair of fat grips. I got the, for the longest time, I had the orange extreme ones. Mm -hmm. And just recently for the super series, I got the blue ones and it's good. I have two of them for the neutral and two of them for the regular. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you competing in Super Series? You mentioned uh, you got the blue ones for Super Series. Yeah, I, I hosted one in Chicago recently. Oh, awesome. How'd that go? Yeah, it was fine. We got four people, but it was, it was still good, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, we I, I never tried ours. I never tried the lifts beforehand. Uh -huh. So everything was like especially the, the equipment, everything was not nothing was seasoned, you know, it was yeah. all just fresh out of the package. But you know, it's fine. I mean, I thought it was just for fun. You don't have to take it that seriously when there's nobody really you're competing with. But I tried it. I got like 167 on the um the rolling grip thingy mm -hmm. oh. yeah there's good lifts actually i was pretty yeah, surprised that's not bad that's actually he on he got like 160 about roughly on the rolling grip thingy or something like that. so yeah do you think you're going to continue to try doing uh more grip sport or are you going to yeah. mainly focus on grippers or are you going to try to do uh, other sports of grip sport too well, I mainly focused on grippers, but I do want to do other grip stuff, you know, because I, I, I feel like I have a decent genetics for grip in general. So like lifting the inch first try, stuff like that. So the fat bar stuff, I'm not bad at, but yeah, I know that the Super Series is another stage being held in December. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure even after that, they're probably going to do again another competition where you get similar or the same lifts as the first stage. I think so. I have enough time to practice for that. Absolutely, yeah. Some of the contests are very similar each year, so you can definitely uh, train for them. Absolutely, like Kong is Kong stays very similar. Um, I know the arm lift and USA comps are always the same four lifts, unless it's a, some special thing they're doing, like this uh, Super Series. But that's always just Saxon, Fat Bar, uh, Rolling Thunder, and the Silver Bullet. Yeah. Have you done much uh, Silver Bullet? Have you tried to go for like a Silver Bullet record or anything like that? Because I imagine no. you do pretty well on the Bullet. I hold uh, the four I, for a while. Actually. I tried to do a silver bullet hold. I hate it. <laughs> I can't do it, you know. I because I, I don't know how to set properly to begin with. So just trying to like if you give me a three and then you try to have me set it the way I normally do, it doesn't work. But yeah, 
Yeah, that makes perfect sense. You really need a deep set, and then it's like crushing it on your leg and holding it in there. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, especially because it, it hits me right in this spot, and there's like a nerve there, the branch of the ulnar nerve. Oh, I don't mess with that. <laughs> oh, man. I had that irritated when I was doing nail bending and overuse from grippers. It was pretty bad. Yeah. I still almost think, though, with how much you can close with a gripper compared to a lot of people, your silver bullet hold will still be skyrocketing compared to others because you can just basically close it, open it a little bit, and stick it in there. Probably hold it for a while. Yeah, that has been actually one of my like fantasies in my head that I play out sometimes. Like, what if I, what if you break the silver bullet world record where you just close it and then just hold it and then just, yeah. you know, <laughs> I was gonna say a three is easy for you, so you could pretty much just wide set it, stick it there, and close it in there and hold it. But would be funny. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, of course, you know, then you got to, if you want the record, you got to do that with a four. And that's, you know, from a wide set, that's tough to, tough to do. And then actually get the bullet in there and hold it. Yeah. So um, what's the biggest gripper you've attempted? RGC. A 212.4. A 212.4? Yeah. I have it on my uh, my YouTube channel. I attempted it about a month ago in Serbia. I was I was surprised. I didn't think I would get it that far, but you know, all the other times I was trying it, it wasn't fresh or anything. So, yeah. how close did you get on the C twelve? Haven't seen the video. Uh, like like this much, probably. Like, it's still a gap, I would say, but closer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, for sure. That's that's wild. I mean, that's probably what the, what is the average four rate at out of the package? Around there, uh, so 214 average four, which is, you know, that's completely, you know, that's, that's crazy that the average four is that, is that hard because I, I would know the only person who, probably close to doing that would be Carl and I'm not sure I'm not sure if he can do more than an average four with a card set like that's pretty hard I mean that's a lot to ask of anybody but I'm pretty sure he can get it done because I think last year he did the 216 with the GHP sets he wrapped it for two and that looked pretty easy for him so yeah. Carl's a big dude. He's a big guy. Insane. Yeah, he's a monster. He's like Brian Shaw, you know, that type of size guy. Well, a little less yeah. weight, but he's taller. <laughs> and he's got, and, and he's so strong all around, you know? Yeah. When I first heard of him, I thought it was just, like, I, all I saw was the grip stuff, you know? But I didn't see that he lifted, like, a millennium that he could yeah. clean. Uh, he can clean an inch. He, so recently, he snatched the ninety-pound uh, Saxon bar. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that, that was crazy. That's insane. I mean, the amount of control he has yeah. over that is nuts. Yeah, that's that's incredible. That's incredible wrist strength to do that on a full-length Saxon bar. That's just I'm talking about. It's like a toothpick to him. His hands are so big. 
yeah. and bars like a regular toothpick. You're like, oh, it's no big deal. It's like Mark Felix when you see the guy's hands are like 13 inches. He's like, fat bar, what are you talking about? I reach all the way around this thing. Yeah, I would say the fat bar is interesting because if you got um, the thicker your hands get, the harder it is to get around more. So that makes it even like, you know, it makes it a little bit harder to wrap around. But with that extra thickness comes the size typically associated with more strength. So you're going to get stronger off of that. It's a trade off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why Mark Felix and everybody's scared that he'll just shatter the fat bar deadlift record because he doesn't have super fat hands. He just has giantly long hands. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Like in super long fingers as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. All the thickness doesn't take away from his, his length. Yeah. You know, whereas most guys, right. their hands get super thick and all of a sudden they, you know, they, of course, can't reach around anything. But yeah, like if you ask. hands are over 10 inches long, who cares? If they're only 13. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you ask a guy like Dennis, like, he'll lift the inch or something, be like, I, I, I can't get around it, <laughs> you know? But, yeah, exactly. And that guy's just amazingly powerful, Dennis. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the one of the guys I followed when I first got into grip because I saw, you know, this guy that's, you know, this this big out there just tearing up and destroying everything, you know, bending, bending stuff and ripping telephone books and cards like they're nothing. And I was like, well, how can he do that at his age and his size? And that was incredible to me. Yeah, that was one of the first ones that inspired me. Um, so, yeah, who, who inspires you in grip? Who are some of the legends or who are some of the guys you watch for motivation? Uh, well, it's... In the, in the beginning, since I didn't know too many people, um, but one of the first guys I knew about was Tommy Huslop. Okay. And part of, part of his achievement for inspiring to me, because I was never the big guy. Like, I'm never the, the biggest guy in the room, anything like that. I'm, but I'm strong for my size and my age and everything. So I always felt like, he's kind of the same way like he's not that big or anything like that but he has like he just has that superhuman strength with the grippers and all that stuff so i was like some relation there you know yeah he was one of the first guys i saw too as well um yeah because he was doing this stuff way back in the early 2000s as uh number four close was you know before they changed the rules of course but yeah, I remember him doing no sets with, you know, a number three in each hand for reps. Like, it was no big deal. He did a, he did a no like set with a super elite. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he like, he's he just too strong, you know? It's like, why? You know? Yeah, Absolutely. It was, you know, I was always a big fan of like world's strongest man, but I always thought, well, I'm never going to be six foot eight and 400 pounds. Right, right. So when I found, you know, guys like that. I thought, well, at least I could try this. Or even Bill Kazmaier size. You're never going to even be that big. Yeah, they, they have that effect, you know, like Joe Kenny and, and Tommy Hussup. They have that effect. You see them, yeah. they're not that big. And then you see the thing that they're supposed to do and all that. It's like, maybe I could do it, but. Then you try it and you're like, this is impossible. Yeah. 
even watching World's Strongest Man, the only guy that's like my size would have been like Yogo Hola or something. Yeah, and he's the smallest guy ever. <laughs> World's there's, Strongest Man. There's that one strongman, Magnus Samuelson. He his uh, World's Strongest Arms, uh, that documentary that he did back in mm-hmm. 0304. That that's a big one because I would always watch that where he would close that four, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I want to do that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I remember that, man. Movies. Yeah, he got he got it for two in that documentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. But yeah, I mean, even the way he closed it, you know, is is so different from the way they require you to close it now. I mean, he had his arm down and like the camera has to go down to it. And he only had it this wide for his reps. And, you know, the yeah. way you're going to be required to close it for your set, sir, is just it's mind bogglingly different. Yeah. Well, to be fair, at least for Magnus, she did it with th- three fingers. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I would say the other thing is probably if he gave it, like, I think if you gave him more grippers in between, he would have progressed a lot faster because yeah. he showed it on the three back in 98 and he didn't show it on the four till 2004. So that's that you know that's a that's a while because you have to go from that three to the four and that's a big jump when you don't have anything in between. There wasn't there wasn't much in between back then. Right, right. So I would say at least like guys right now we're pretty blessed to have Canon Powerworks and guys like that that can give us some you know some in between grippers helps a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like uh, John Brookfield's another one that I'm just mind boggled yeah. by, by him because he has pretty normal size hands and he he didn't start on the floor though but there everybody knows like he closed it i mean strassen saw him close it while holding the spring or whatever but i mean for him to go from the three to the four back then with the size hands he had and like virtually you know no evolution in the sport it's just incredible he, he closed the four yeah he closed the four um there's a couple books that talk about when he closed the four he did it um when he held on to the spring with the other hand while doing it but he still closed a four wow yeah i saw that uh blueprint for grip strength video that he he has on youtube something like that blueprint yeah i saw that one too it's like an hour long of him rolling up right, right, right. yeah exactly. yep yeah, yeah that's crazy. a that's a whole different you know that's old school grip man and you barely see that stuff anymore but you gotta admit that made his hands strong as ever. You have to come up with some stuff that you know you nowadays you would have replaced with you know things you could just buy but back then you had to come up with some stuff i bet yeah and i'd imagine still some of the stuff he came up with still work it still probably works in ways that some of the stuff you buy can't I mean, watching his video, it really shows you that you get into grip sport for nothing and have really ridiculously strong grip just by having a carpet and a towel and a stick, some weight. Yeah. It's just impressive. So is there any other advice that you have for uh, anybody getting into grip or people wanting to get strong with their grip? Anything we haven't talked about or any questions you have for us? Yeah, I would say focus on actually using your hands. 
like there's a there's a interesting thing that I noticed with a lot of people what they do and I first realized it with the dynamometers you know because I have the GM 150 that I use and I've seen a lot of guys that do the the GM 150 and the way that they do it they're close they try to they're trying to squeeze it and then you see the whole arm and the whole body is shaking but this mm -hmm. you know that means that you're kind of leaking out the energy because your wrist and your hand is supposed to be the transfer. It's like a medium. So yeah. this should be the tightest it can be. You should focus all your energy and direct it towards there. So I think when people are trying to do the lifts and everything and trying to do grippers, just focus on actually squeezing your hand. Don't, don't try to, what usually happens, you, you get it your grip starts to fail and then you're trying to accommodate with your body, but you can't do that because if you can't hold it, your body's not going to mean anything, you know? So you have to make sure that you, you, you make sure that you get the most activation for your hand so that you can get more activation from, from everywhere else. Okay. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Your mind should be focused on the squeezing. Right. Right. That's, I mean, that's what you're doing. That's the goal. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if it's gonna go out, it's gonna go out no matter what. We no matter what the rest of your body you do or anything. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter how hard you clench. That it's gonna fall out of your hands if you, your hand ain't tight enough. So that's all there is to it. Right. Awesome. So you have any other uh, comments or shout-outs or any questions for Couch Potato Strong before we let you go? No. It was uh, it was great talking with you guys, and uh, yeah, thanks for this interview podcast episode, whatever you call it. And yeah, yeah, awesome. We'll be getting a set of golden potatoes over to you, and uh, you'll be able to try some pinch lifts on those and some fingertip pulls with those. That's a, that's nice. a tough grip apparatus. That's uh, it's a lot like climbing. It really requires your fingertips. Have you seen the the potatoes yet? I've seen that. Uh, in recent uh, Instagram post, yeah, like that guy Joel, yeah, Joel. or something like that. Yeah, Joel Dirks, Joel. he's strong, man. Yeah, Joel Dirks and I switch up the grip community too. Yeah, he uh, he beat. I mean, his pull beat Clay Edgen by thirty pounds, thirty-seven pounds. Yeah, something wow. like that. And you know, of course, you know who Clay is. Yeah, he's a That's monster. A he has a bolt named after him, of course. You know legend all right well, all right awesome. it was nice Appreciate talking you. to you Yvonne. yeah it was all right you take uh, care enjoy the rest of your day you too